0: to honor uh, Pastor and Sister Tackett. We've got some ideas. If you have an idea, I don't mind you writing it down and submitting it Uh, We do have some, uh, we do want to host a a formal dinner where we can say thank you. Um, And we're looking at possibly doing on a Saturday evening, if that's possible. Um, When they do come in, their their trips are very quick and very short. And they have to come in because he has to get back to work. So we are looking at some dates. But if you have some ideas, I mean, if your idea is to make a six-foot chocolate statue of Pastor Tackett (laughs) that you want to give to him, I'm sure that would be beautiful and 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 wonderful, but he'll probably end up leaving it with his dad, and I don't think he wants a six-foot uh, chocolate statue uh, of of his son uh, because well, it wouldn't last very long. Arkansas summer's getting ready to get here, but if you have an idea, if you would like to maybe uh, submit an idea of maybe a, a garden or a plaque or or uh, an, an award, a crystal award of some time of some type, we would we would love your ideas, and then. We'll see. Um, I, I was hoping that we could send them on a cruise, but it, I got word through a great friend that Sister Jones said that she would never get on a boat. I don't know. Is that uh, Pastor or Brother Tackett? Is that is that true that she does not like boats? <laughs> okay, make somebody help me remember that uh, Brother Ken Tackett does not want a cruise. <laughs> so. Um, I'll take one. <laughs> just kidding, I'm not kidding, um, never, never been on one, but I, I uh, after what happened a couple of years ago where all those people were stranded on that carnival cruise off of the, I, I just kind of like, mm, a little too sketchy for me, um, but uh, we are wanting to honor uh, Brother John and Sister Joan um, to a full extent for which they are, they are due in honor, we love them and we appreciate them and we will give honor to where honor is due. And so that, that, those are all things on the agenda. I'm going to take you very quickly uh, to, again, this, this random thought process that I have running through my mind. Because we've been talking about uh, reality and we've been talking about this reality uh, series and the last time we had uh, a, a time together on a Wednesday night, and we focused. We talked about love it or list it, and so um, I'm moving from the HGTV uh, thing uh, away from that idea tonight. And um, and this one I don't really know a whole lot about, but the the title of it is what just really kind of drives drives this thought in my spirit. And so some of you may may or may not be familiar with the Survivor series. Anybody? know anything about that. I absolutely know hardly anything about it. So I had to Wikipedia all of the rules and all of the regulations. But uh, the reality series for Survivor was basically initiated and uh, taking a group of adults and they put them on what was considered, I guess, to to the general public. They made it look like they were some island castaway um, but turns out they, they were just on the back end of some luxurious resort that they housed people at for some kind of lengthy period of time, and they had people competing against one another in all of these games. And in the process of all of these people competing against one another, they divided themselves into teams, and each team competed each team. Um, each team would vote off somebody that was a uh, a weaker link or someone that they, they did not feel that was um, sustainable for the course of the competition. And so they were cast off the island, thrown off. Well, they got, basically got to finish the rest of the season out living at the resort. They just, they just couldn't come home. So it's not like they were really punished by anything because, you know, absolutely everything about reality television is not real at all. I I think we've gotten that gist, right? I I think we all know that it's all really fake and um, it's hard to actually believe what's real out there. And so everyone is forced to compete compete with one another to be the last man standing or woman standing um, on the island. Everybody is fighting to not get cast off. So what makes this very uh, real to us is the actual game. Because, like these members, a part of this giant game being sent to a strange land or a land far away, the Bible is very adamant about letting us know that this world is not our home. We really are just strangers in a I want to say this, and I want to say this as lovingly as I can. I want to say strangers in a strange land, but this strange land is starting to get a lot stranger. And it's becoming a little bit more awkward for the church. We are fighting against every issue at every turn of the corner. We really are. Strangers in a strange land. The Bible constantly refers to the children of Israel and those having faith in God. Hebrews 11 writes of the uh, roll call of faith that these all died in faith and not having received things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles of the earth. I, I, I... like being cast off on a far distant island, I I want us to realize that we should not be comfortable here. This is not a luxury vacation. This is a challenge to be in this world. There are many more things than just death and heartache and grief that we are facing every day. We are facing a sinless godless nation a sinful and godless nation we are we are facing um uh lust we are we are fighting uh spirits we are fighting pain we are fighting deceit we are fighting deception we are fighting things at war against what is truly good what is truly godly this is not a comfortable place to be in if you are the church we are oppressed on every side, but not perplexed. We are forsaken, but not abandoned, pressed down. But we are persecuted, but we are not destroyed. The, the thing is, is, we are here and it's not comfortable, but, but we're not lost. We're not, we're not cut off from strength. We're not cut off from hope. The thing is, we just have to survive. We just have to endure to the end. We've got to do whatever we got to do to make it. We got to make sure that we know what we're doing and who we are aligning ourselves with. We got we got to make sure that we know what our purpose is. We we got to make sure that we remember what our calling is. We got to remember every day that we wake up that this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I've got a promise that awaits me. I, I've got to remember. I might feel like I'm a castaway right now and I'm just trying to survive on the island. But I got to really remember. I've got a home that is awaiting me. I, I've got a life that has been promised to me. I've got a promise that has been bestowed upon me. He has gone to prepare a place that where he
1: is. I can be also. Hey, listen. I've just got to make sure that I endure to the end. I can't let everything that besets me keep me besetted. I've got to learn how to guard up my loins with truth. I stand on the gospel. Hold truth to the faith. I've got to make sure that I'm willing to fight when it comes against me at every corner. Because I want you to know I am. A survivor. We are
0: survivors. This world is not our home. We are exiles in a weary land. The Bible says in John the 17th chapter that they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. The Bible said he's called us out of
1: darkness into his marvelous life. I don't do what they do. I don't act how they act. I don't say what they say. I don't think what they think. I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. I've got different goals. I've got different. I walk to the beat of a different drum. I'm running away from a walking away generation. As the world is constantly walking away from the world, I'm running to the promise. I'm running to the Father. I'm running where my strength comes from because
0: I am a survivor. Because while we are here, there will be obstacles at every turn. The whole point of the island is for the island to be a place of struggle in tasks that must be mastered and won. And so many find themselves aligning themselves with friends and sometimes even foes, because after all, they're doing everything that they can do to make sure that they are the last one standing on the island. The goal is to remain. My goal is to stay in Christ My goal is to stay saved. My goal is to stay connected to the church. My goal is to make sure that my soul is intact with the one that breathed life into me. My goal is to make sure that I'm connected to the source of all strength that created heaven and the earth with His voice. My goal is to make sure that I am in Him and He is in me. My goal is to make sure that when it all is said and done, that I am standing still on the promises of God. The Bible says, Having therefore done all that you can do to stand... Stand. Stand. The goal is to make it till the end. The test is to simply survive. Survive challenges through storm, adversaries, tricks, setbacks, and deception. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of the dark. we got to be re- very aware of what it is that we're fighting against. Because not everything is a physical battle. The majority of what you face is a spiritual battle. The spiritual problems manifest themselves in fleshly temptation. But it all is pointed towards the Spirit. Jesus said the Spirit's willing but it's the flesh that is weak. When your spirit is desiring to touch God, it's your flesh that says, "My back hurts just a little bit too much." When your spirit is tired is desperate to be touched by God, it's your flesh that says, "I'm too tired to go to the house of the Lord tonight." But the, the, the struggle is to win the task that are at hand throughout the, throughout the challenge, there's always these little Issues these, these little games that you've been set to win and when you win what you win, you win food to make it. You win ointment to touch your wounds because while they're there and they're acting like they're castaways, sometimes they just don't get enough to eat. Some people get weary through the hot sun of the day. And so they don't have enough water to to feed their soul or their their body. And so in the task are the benefits that are being used to feed you, to help you. Help you in the time of need, help you in the time of struggle. That's the challenge. That's why the church is here. That's why we have midweek service. Because just because we had a great Holy Ghost breakthrough on Sunday and when we talked about God being alive and and we talked about whenever you felt like you don't have any worth, why don't you talk to the cross? Why why don't you begin to measure your need up against the cross? Why don't you begin to talk to the Lord that put it all on the cross? And and we had a great Holy Ghost moving Sunday. We had had many lives that were touched and were blessed. We had hearts that were ministered to, but then Monday morning come and all that worthlessness comes right back. It said, hey, yo, remember me? I didn't exactly walk away because Sunday was here. Those things that you didn't have answers for, they come knocking again and all those struggles to try to make it. But when you begin to make it through these trials, when, when you begin to make it through these tests, when you begin to grow confidence in God because you know that, that he would not leave the, the uh, he, he would not uh, suffer His foot his, the people's foot to be moved. He, he would suffer not the little ones to come to him. And he would not let the, the ravens go without. He wouldn't let the, the lilies go without. He, he wouldn't let the righteous be forsaken or their seed beg of bread. Uh, he's not going to cause you to be hungry he's not gonna, he said if any father among you if your son hungered, you're not going to turn around and give him a serpent are you? you're not going to give him a rock when, he, when he's wanting something to eat don't you think that your heavenly father knows how to bless you better than that uh, and so when you've got these little things on Monday and you've got these little things on Tuesday your faith begins to grow up and, and your faith begins to get
1: stronger you're like I can do this
0: and you can because you're a survivor Amen. you have the promises of God upon your life you have the promise of his spirit in you you have the grace of God that is new every morning you you have the sufficientness of his grace that that is new renewed in you day by day by day by day and so it's just those little things that you win. It's those little victories that you win that are constantly allowing your faith to grow and lead you further and further in this test because as the world gets worse, the tests get harder. But as you begin to grow in grace, those tests that begin to seem like they're impossible are not impossible. The Bible says to submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil. Because if you are submitted to God and in relationship with God, then resisting what comes against you is not hard. The little things, the little tasks are, are what add up. And so we are survivors in a strange land. And I want you to know that you can make it. I want you to know and I want you to believe that with God all things are possible. You are going to make We were born to be survivors in this world. Yes. But it's not easy. Surviving... Against the trials of life. It's not easy. And nothing about it said it's going to be easy. Jesus said, In this world, you were going to have tribulation. Tribulation is a pretty heavy word for something that says, It ain't good, bro. Let's just, let's just make it really layman's terms. Tribulation means that's pretty dangerous. It's pretty bad. It's not good. Nobody really wants to go through tribulation. I I think I can get an amen on that one. Nobody wants to endure and go through the tribulations of life. But we go through it because surviving is not easy. Jesus said in Luke, the 21st chapter, Watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness. And cares of this life, drunkenness, and and, and I don't think he, he's alluding to being drunk with with alcohol, but it's a drunkenness being being like you are so overtaken with the worry, you are so inundated with the cares of this life, you are so, you are bubbling up with issues that you can't even walk straight, think straight, operate correctly. He says, "Don't be." Uh, this in, with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, that they that come upon you suddenly like a trap. But stay awake. Stay awake at all times, praying that you might have strength to escape all of these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. Because Peter said it this way be sober and be vigilant. Be sober and, Amen, Sister Posey, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You've got to be aware of what is out there that's out there to mess up your life. I want to tell you something right now. The devil don't want you to make it. This world don't want you to make it. Sin don't want you to make it. God has made a way that everyone that believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting. He wants you to make it. He's made a way for you to make it. He's opened a door for you to make it. He's given you grace that you can make it. He is making mercies new that you can make it. He is giving grace sufficiently
1: that you can make it. He is giving forgiveness that you can make it. Sometimes you can't make it because of your own thinking, but don't worry He has forgiveness for that Sometimes you can't make it because of the weight and the sin, but don't worry He's got an answer for that Sometimes you can't make it because of other people, but don't worry He's got a way out through that he will make a way out of no way. And he's done it time and time and time and time again. When they had no answer, he sent forth a redeemer. When they had no way out, he sent forth a savior. When everything seemed to come against them and everything seemed to go wrong, he sent them a word. He sent them a move. He sent them a revival. And I'm telling you, he's going to do the same for you because you are a survivor. Survivor.
0: You've got to be aware of what's out there. You've got to be aware of what's trying to take you away from the house of God. You've got to be aware of what's trying to creep into your time in prayer and worship. You've got to be aware of what's trying to pull you out of the presence of His... Mm. I, I, I understand that we, we've got priorities and I understand we've got jobs. But I'm going to tell you, if the salvation of your soul and the healing of your heart is not a priority, I really want to know what are the priorities. What are the priorities? What are the priorities when you run to the house of the Lord in fear or in worry because of answers that you don't have for the questions that life throws your way? Because you didn't realize what was out there until after what was out there come walking in your life and started causing havoc. When it started messing up your pride and it started messing up your home, when it started messing up your marriage, when it started messing with your children, when it started destroying your peace, when it started taking your nights of rest away and you couldn't sleep and and you kept waking up burdened and you couldn't stop the tears from falling. I want to know what were the priorities that were there before you started coming? The church is going to be here. God is going to be here. But at some point, you've got to realize who you're aligning yourself with. Uh, what allegiances are you making in your life? What alliances uh, have you made? What peace have you made? Is it with God or is it with things of this world? Is it with His grace or is it cares of this world? Is it with His presence or is it with people that trying to keep getting in between you and the one that's really going to bring you through this? Because I promise you, there is an adversary out there that don't want you to make it. He don't want you to make it. And I will promise you this, there are people out there who don't want you to make it. There are people that don't care about a connection with God. There are people that don't care about a connection with the church. There are people that say that faith is empty. There are people that say that God's not real. There are people that will try to get in between you and what God wants to keep you from. Don't align yourself with the wrong people. Don't align yourself with the wrong thinking. Don't align yourself with the wrong way of living. Don't align yourself with the things that begin to tear down the good that God is trying to build up. Don't align yourself with the things that try to pull out what God has done for you. Don't try to align yourself with the things that God has tried to restore that the world stole from you. Don't align yourself with negative naysayings that say God's not real, that God can't answer when God has healed and God has answered. Don't let them be, oh, that was just emotionalism and fanaticism. That was was just over extreme amounts of no 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 that was the spirit of God that is alive and well and in you watch who and what you align yourself with the Lord is a friend that sticks closer than the brother With Him, all things are possible. Through Him, we have hope. Through Him, we have strength. Through Him, we have the promise of all promises. Through Him, we have healing. Through Him, we have salvation. Through Him, we have deliverance. Through His name, we have authority. There are those that will oppose that allegiance and alliance with God and a desire to distract you and keep you away from the strength that He offers you day by day. They only strive to keep you away from the only means that makes winning possible. They want to keep you away from the only way that makes winning possible. Don't you think that when they're out there on this island somewhere that they know that if this person aligns with this person even between the two they know that if they are together, this one's coming out. But if I can break up that relationship. Oh. Don't act like you think the devil's not that smart. Don't, don't act like you don't think the devil don't. Sister Denise just said it. It's strategy. He was an eternal being. I, I, I want to do a, a deeper study on this and, and forgive me for just throwing this out, but I saw someone and they posted it and I, I don't know, I just kind of got checked in my spirit about it. And so through, through Resurrection Sunday and, and so they, they, uh, the, the post was, um, hell had a party for three days, but now heaven's rejoicing forever. Okay, I, I can understand likeness of that the understanding of what but if you believe that the devil knows the word then hell was not celebrating one thing what's there to celebrate i want to tell you what the real problem of hell was was hell was trying to keep him away from the cross sin is what kept compelling him to the cross The devil said, you put him on that cross. My yoke is broken. Why? Because in Genesis, he said that his son, his son would put enmity between. And he shall crush his head. He's going to bruise the heel, but his reign's over. If he really knows the word, then he knows there was no celebration in hell. Why? Because death had no authority over the cross. And that was all, there was only one ministry that Jesus had. It led everything to here. That was the only reason He came in flesh. Was it not? He came to die for our sins. If anything, Satan was like, don't let Him die. But because of the curse of sin. Because of relationships that were pulling people away from God. God said, you take me to the cross. And I'll make a way. You take me to the cross. And I'll open a door. You take me to the cross. And I'll give life and life more abundantly. You get me to that cross. And no one will ever suffer. I'll tell you, you give me to the cross. And I will put a stop. You put me on the cross. Because He's for you. And if anybody can get in between that alliance, if anybody can get in between that allegiance, I, I, and again, I, I just want to do a little bit deeper study on that, so I, I digress from that thought and I get back, because I just don't understand how, if everything, if He knew the Word, if the devil knew the Word, how he could stop the very purpose for why God moved Himself into flesh and became a sacrifice. Because I would tell you, if I knew the Word... I'd be trying to keep him from that, and that's something that I just want. I think we need to. I would do a study on, but that was just. That's neither here nor there. That's not going to change the gospel. It's not going to change salvation. It's not going to change baptism in Jesus' name. It's not going to change the fact that He died for our sins. And that's not going to change the way that He has made a way for you to have life. 1 Peter, he urges the church, Beloved, I urge you as a sojourner in exiles to abstain from the passion of the flesh, which wages war against your soul. As Jesus had already said, the Spirit's willing, but our flesh, it's that flesh that is weak. It's that, that flesh that is constantly being tempted. It's that flesh that is always falling weak. It's that flesh that is always just allowing sin to overtake and ransack our life. He makes a way. He provides a path. Humanity is weak and windless without God. Weak and windless. Because it's through him that we find our strength. I'm so glad that in falling short we're not cast off for good. I know that it's just a a show, but they make seem make it seem like Sister Denise wants to come or Sister Morgan, whoever's going to come. They make it seem like once you're off the island that you've just been lost forever. But where did they go? I don't know. There's never, there's no return. It's not like they just miraculously dropped you off in the middle of the ocean somewhere. I'm so glad that when we fall short, when we mess up, that we're just not cast off. I'm so glad that He's not done with us when we mess up. I'm so glad that He loves us enough to reach to us in our weakness and restore us, call us His all and again. I'm so glad that He washes us, that He redeems us, He renews us. I'm so thankful. Because it's about making it to the end. Sometimes you got to have to fight. You to have to fight for your faith. You're just going to have to fight to stay in the race. Sometimes you're just going to have to fight to have the right thoughts in your mind. Sometimes you're going to have to fight for your hope. Sometimes you're going to have to fight for your faith. And, and pull it apart. Well, I don't see why you believe this. I don't see how you can believe this. Well, what, what about the Bible says this? Sometimes you're just going to have to fight for it. Sometimes you're going to have people that say... Pfft. It's not easy trying to survive. Because we fight against the prince of the air, it's not easy. Fighting against just the things that were against your flesh, or the thoughts in your mind, the what ifs. But if you are a survivor. are going to endure, if you are going to make it. He said the same should be saved. When you've been made an overcomer through the blood of the lamb. When you've been made an overcomer for his faithful presence that rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Hey, I'm a fighter. believe in grace and and if you really believe in the love of God then giving up is not an option if you really put your hope and your trust in the Lord then letting go of all hope is not an option we are survivors and the only way that you can be cast out of this island If you remove yourself from the help that has been given to you, if
1: you disalign yourself with the life that has been given for you, when He has made the way out and He has offered Himself as the way in, the only way that you cannot make it, the only way that you cannot
0: endure. said for on that day many shall come saying but Lord in your name did we not cast out did we not pray in your name did we not prophesy in your name and the only thing that I can find that would have you cast out is when he says I don't know you. I want you to know something right now. It's not hard to get to know Him. You have really got to be trying. You have got to really be trying to ignore Him or walk away from Him to not get to know Him. Because I promise you the moment that you wake up and stand with me tonight, the moment you wake up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor... You say, God, I need you today. Lord Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to. In that moment, he'll come down. It's not that hard while you're in your car and you're driving to work. And all of a sudden, you just begin to say, look at that beautiful sky. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you like that? I did that for you. you. traffic all of a sudden every light turns green oh thank you jesus hey i just want you to know that i can show up even in the little things it's really hard it's really hard to not notice him to not know him you've got to be really trying to put something else in his place Of the aurora borealis, and you could talk about all of the gases that are mixing, or you could just say, God, that's a wonderful thing that you have just done. You could talk about the pain that's just left your body, and you could say, Well, it's because of the ibuprofen that I took. Or you could say, Thank you, Jesus, for taking this pain away. It's really hard trying to not get to know Him because it's in Him we live and move and we have our being everywhere you go, He's there. Everything that you touch, He's there. Every door you go through, every place that you enter, every thought in your mind, He is nothing more than one breath away. you got to really be trying not to make it. Country, whose
1: builder and maker is the Lord. I'm looking for a city of no end.
0: I'm looking for the promises of God. You're going to make it. We're going to make it. Because with the Lord we are all survivors. Why don't we lift our voices to the Lord right now? Why don't we just talk to a group of why don't we thank you for his strength that he gives us? Why don't we thank Him for the way that he makes possible for us? Why don't we thank you for the touch that he bestows upon us every time we call upon him? Right now is a good time to acknowledge, hey, I know
1: that with you I can do all things. I know that through you there is nothing impossible. I know that with God all things are possible. I know that it would be very hard for me to make it without you. And there is no way that I can do it. I can't ignore it presence. I can't ignore your grace. I can't ignore your touch, God. I thank you for making a way and there was no way to stop it because you opened a door that no man can shut. You've given us grace. You've given us mercy. You've given us stripes so we can find healing. God, I cannot ignore the fact that you love me and you've aligned yourself to love me. nothing has any power to get in between you and the love of God he said no angel nor principality nor things present nor things to come I neither height nor death or any other creature should separate me from the love of God which is in Christ you are a survivor there is no way that you should not be able to make it his promises are unto you and to your children and all them that are far off even his You can make it, you can make it, you can endure to the end, you can do it!